Get ready for your daily dose of marketing strategies and tactics from entrepreneurs with the guile and experience to help you find success in any marketing capacity. You're listening to Marketing School with your instructors, Neil Patel and Eric Sue. Hey, Marketing School listeners, I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that Walmart improved their conversion rate by 2% for every second that they improved their load time? In other words, website speed helps with conversions. In addition to that, Google uses it to determine where your site ranks in their index. So the faster your website loads, the higher you'll rank. For that reason, I want to talk to you today about a company called DreamHost. DreamHost powers the web with fast websites and superior customer service brought to you by a team of web experts who are super committed to your success online. We've worked with them to create a special offer just for Marketing School listeners. All you have to do is go to dreamhost.com slash school to learn more and get your website online today. Welcome to another episode of Marketing School. I'm your host, Eric Su. And I'm Neil Patel. And today we're going to talk about the prerequisites to make CRO or conversion rate optimization work in your business. So one number that I always like to set in stone before doing any type of CRO work initially is to make sure that the site at least has a good amount of traffic going to it. So in my case, I might just say, you know, 10,000 visits to a website before I start doing CRO. If you start doing CRO initially before you have anything going on, assuming you're not running any type of paid traffic at all, well, I mean, you have a lot more bigger fish to fry before even thinking about CRO. CRO is when you get to a deeper level or when you're running a lot of paid traffic, you know, the paid traffic that you're running, you want to make sure that you're able to have a higher conversion rate for it to, you know, keep it really optimized. With conversion optimization in general, if you don't have enough leads, it will not work out. So the one thing that we like doing before we're doing any sort of A-B testing conversion optimization is we ensure that we're getting at least 100 or 200 conversions a month, ideally 200 plus. The reason being is if you run a test and you don't even have 100 conversions a month, it takes months and months typically for that test to complete to have statistical significance unless you have a drastic variation and the variation is increasing your conversions by like 3 or 4x over the original, right? So make sure before you start any CRO test that you have enough conversions. Because if you don't, at that point, you shouldn't worry about CRO. You should just worry about getting more traffic to your site. Great. And the other thing, I, I think this actually is more of an umbrella type of statement. You have to make sure that the marketing activities that you're doing, you, you have to make sure that you're prioritizing uh, correctly. So one way I like to go about prioritizing, and this really applies to anything that we do um, or anything that you do on a daily basis, is to use the Eisenhower matrix. Uh, you can Google, I think, James Clear, Eisenhower box. And this will teach you how to prioritize, right? The things that are important slash urgent, uh, important and not urgent is going to tell you what you need to be doing exactly. And that way you can prioritize whether you should be doing CRO or not. And here's the thing. I mean, if you're starting out initially, like Neil said, you, you better be figuring out your sales initially. And then you have other things to figure out too, right? You know, are you hiring the right people? Um, you know, is the site functioning quickly enough? Things like that. And actually that the site speed actually does tie into CRO, but just make sure that you have your priorities set correctly before you jump into CRO. I think a lot of people think that CRO is this, you know, this sexy thing and, it, you know, it is going to be this thing that, you know, like it's going to save your business. It's, it's going to be like this magic wand type of thing. But it really isn't. It's it's just one other thing that you can do to continue to add more conversions. But you have to make sure that the timing is right and you have to make sure that you're prioritizing correctly before you jump into it. You also want to set up your funnel. If you don't have the tracking set up right within your funnel, you won't know where people are dropping off. So for example, with one of my websites, the way people convert is they go from an ad to a landing page, 
landing page to registering for a webinar to the webinar page where you can watch, then to uh, clicking the checkout button on that page and going to the checkout page. From the checkout page, it then goes to a thank you page, right? That's one of my funnels. If you don't know where the drop-off rate is on each step of your funnel, you won't know what pages or which section of the funnel you should optimize first. Having that data is really important because if you decide, hey, I want to work on optimizing the landing page, but 80% of the people go from the ad to the landing page and then to the next, or technically it's 100% people going to the landing page right from the ad. But let's say 80% of them go to the next step, which is watching the webinar. Why would you work on optimizing that page when let's say your checkout page only has a 15% conversion rate, right? It doesn't make sense to work on the page that has an 80% conversion rate because there's not as many issues compared to the page that has a 15% conversion rate. One other thing I'd like to layer on is make sure that somebody actually owns CRO. And and one thing is, I've been part of organizations before where we have this nice tool, it might be Optimizely, it might be Visual Website Optimizer, or it might be like a a tool like Crazy Egg, but when you're paying for these tools and there's nobody actively owning CRO, it just kind of gets thrown to the wayside and you're, you're spending all this money on tools and you're not actually you know doing anything with it. So one thing we're doing internally now is our lead developers actually responsible for CRO and we're using a tool called Growth Hackers Projects to manage the entire CRO process. So when we have new ideas coming in, we have new experiments coming in, you know, we're setting the baseline what the goal targets are. That's keeping us a lot more organized, but when we say, you know, when when I talk to him each and every week, one of the key things in our one-on-ones is he's going to report it on CRO. He's going to tell me, you know, new things that are going on, how the current test is going. But before, you know, at other organizations, um, you know, when some, somebody would be responsible for it or I mean, when we tried to do it, actually, nobody was responsible for it. So that led to none of it being done. And, you know, when you're not doing CRO, when you're supposed to be doing it well, um, you know, the, the, the simple thing to do is just to make sure somebody actually owns it. Survey your readers, your customers, your potential customers. You can use tools like SurveyMonkey, Qualaroo. reason you want to do this is if you understand what objections people have, what issues they have with your website, the copy, the messaging, the product, the service, why they're not signing up. You'll now have data on what you need to fix to increase your sales. The last thing you want to do is say, all right, I'm going to run A-B tests and um, I want to change a button color because I want to, I like it, right? Changing a button color usually doesn't have as big of a lift on your conversion rate compared to adjusting your copy and answering objections. So finding out what issues potential customers have and answering them within your website, your landing pages, the copy is much more likely to increase your conversion. So take the extra step. Don't just look at that data, right, through Google Analytics, right? We've talked about the funnels and tracking all that. You need to do that. That's called quantitative data. We also need to look at qualitative data. Qualitative is words, what people are telling you, the issues that they're having. You get that through surveying, picking up the phone, talking to potential customers. So if you combine qualitative data with quantitative data, you can then truly understand what issues people have with your website and what you need to adjust to maximize the revenue. And just to expand on the qualitative portion, some of you are, you know, in terms of uh, when it comes to surveys, SurveyMonkey is a great way to get started. And SurveyMonkey actually has a pop-up widget now that you can use when you're looking to ask questions. A really good way is also to make use of your site search too. see what people are actively looking on on your website just to get an idea of, of you know, what's going on in their head. 
right? Um, and then you can also use a tool like Qualaroo too to you know ask people specific questions. So you know the tool really doesn't matter. It's it's, it's a matter of asking the right questions. So I think uh, Kissmetrics actually has a post on uh, the right questions you should be asking when you when you're serving people, or you can just Google it. But just make sure that 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 part you're actively taking care of, or you're actively taking care of it because you know oftentimes um, that piece of the process is being missed. Neil, anything else to add before we hop off? One last thing, and this is a shameless plug, check out Crazy Egg. It's one of my own companies. The reason I say this, and this is actually why we created it, when you run a Crazy Egg heat map, scroll map, confetti report, etc., on your website, you can even track user recording. It'll show you how users interact with your website. The reason this is important is if everyone's clicking on an image thinking it's a call to action to go to the next step, but it's not, you know there's an issue within your funnel. If everyone's on your landing page and no one's scrolling down to the call to action, but your call to action is at the very bottom of the web page, again, you know you have a problem. If you set up the right tracking with the right tools, you'll get more insights on what you need to change from a visual perspective to maximize your conversion rates. Awesome. That's it for this episode of Marketing School. We'll see you tomorrow. This session of Marketing School has come to a close. Be sure to subscribe for more daily marketing strategies and tactics to help you find the success you've always dreamed of. And don't forget to rate and review so we can continue to bring you the best daily content possible. We'll see you in class tomorrow right here on Marketing School.